This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. It is Bryce and Ren here, co founders of Equity Mates Media, and we're here to announce our IPO. That's right. Equity Mates' initial party offering is here. FinFest is coming. We're calling all bulls, bears, and party animals. The market's closed, the bar is open, and we're trading ideas at Australia's biggest investing festival. With expert speakers, special guests, DJs, and booze, it's an inspiring and empowering event for investors of any level of experience. So save the date, 15th of October, 2022. Head to equitymates.com slash FinFest to register your interest today. Equitymates FinFest is powered by Stake. Hi everyone, this is producer Sasha here just dropping in the feed to say the Bamboo crew are on the move this week and we're all recording from different parts of the world. So unfortunately, there were just a couple of little tech issues that meant that the audio quality isn't of the standard that we usually like to provide. However, we think this episode is full of interesting information. So we hope that you just bear with us while it's a little subpar. We'll be back next week. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. This podcast is here for anyone who's interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it, and this is the very beginning. Crypto Curious is the place to get started as we cover off all the basics that you need to know. But we recommend heading back to the early episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. Hello, my name is Tracy, and I'm joined by my mates and colleagues from the Bamboo app, Blake and Craig. How are you going, guys? Very well, Tracy. Very well, thanks, Trace. How are you? Very well, indeed. Look, this week we are introducing a brand new feature episode that will bring you once a month, What Crypto Did, where we're going to talk about all the news in the crypto sphere over the last few weeks. Now, there's some really weird and wonderful and sometimes perplexing news that happens in the crypto space. So we want to give you our take on that big news that's cut through on the mainstream, but also find some little stories that are maybe a little bit more left field, okay, those weird type of stories that we like to find. The only prerequisite here is that we think it will be newsworthy and really interesting. Right, so let's get into it for this week. What are the big stories in crypto? I think the biggest story in crypto was also the biggest story in the world right now, and that's what's happened in the Ukraine. What we did see was crypto really be used for good. So let's start there and talk about exactly what happened. Guys, do you want to jump in here and have a discussion with me? So at the time of recording, the biggest news in the world right now is Russia invading the Ukraine. This one hits a bit close to home for us at Bamboo. We actually have 
about 20% of our workforce is based in the Ukraine. So it's something that we're watching closely and something that the crypto community is watching closely. Yeah, they certainly are, Craig. What we did see was straight away that they stood up and rallied behind the Ukraine people who are in need. Almost on day one, we saw the power of Web3 in that community when they put together something called Relief, which was created to provide humanitarian aid and support for the Ukraine. And within 30 seconds, it had raised $1 million. uh, And that was a project led by 27 artists. And a lot of those were actually from the Ukraine. And again, that was on day one. Yeah, and by day two and the subsequent days after there was up to 50 million dollars donated to the ukrainian government they initially started asking for fiat for cash for euros to be sent over Um, as you may have experienced sending cross-border payments can be difficult especially in this sort of political climate now we're not a political podcast but we thought it was really cool how the ukrainian government actually started asking for donations in Ethereum and in Bitcoin. So this is a real-life use case of the cryptocurrency being used for good. Yeah, and just to add to that, um, Gavin Wood, who is one of the OGs of crypto and the co-founder of Polkadot, which is a very prominent crypto project, um, said that if they added a Polkadot wallet to their donation to donate to, um, he would personally contribute five million US dollars, and he made true to his promise, donating two hundred ninety-eight thousand Polkadot coins, which is roughly about five point seven million dollars to Ukrainian wallets. And I think Trace, you said after that, the Polkadot community contributed another five million dollars. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's amazing, and really shows you know, the power of the crypto community. And there's just, you know, every day that we jump on and have a look at this, there's even more and more donations happening. So it really does, again, show the power of, of crypto for good in these scenarios. And I think in the same vein, it's come out that FTX has talked about a potential $1 billion fund to improve humanity, they're saying. So it sounds like a, a really ambitious project that aims to improve humanity long-term somehow. And I'm not exactly sure what that means or, or how that actually is going to happen and that remains to be seen. But, you know, talking points for the future, I'm sure. And again, what we'll do is we'll put a link in the bottom of the show notes that shows you how you can donate below so you can actually donate to this cause um, if you'd like to do so. So I think we'll leave that one there. It is an unfolding story and I'm sure we'll have updates as things roll along. What we'll do now is move on to a little bit more of a lighthearted story, which is the Bitfinex Hacker. And this one I'm calling a rap hacker as well. Blake knows a little bit about this story, so I'll let you tell this one, Blake. Yeah, Bitfinex is a, used to be a very, very popular cryptocurrency exchange, and it still is, but it's very much designed for traders. And back in 2016, it was one of the most professional exchanges in the market. And unfortunately, they were hacked for... Uh, you know, 120,000 Bitcoins in 2016. And at the time, everyone thought that Bitfinex, the um, company, stole everyone's Bitcoins and there was outrage in the community. But interestingly, Bitfinex spent the next two years paying back all their customers for the Bitcoin that was hacked. And now the hackers have been caught here in 2022. Um, The DOJ, Department of Justice in the US, has seized $3.6 billion worth of Bitcoin. It was worth a lot less back in 2016, but now, you know, it's obviously appreciated in value. So it was allegedly Heather Morgan and her husband 
Ilya Lichtenstein. Heather is a is a writer and also a rapper. And if you haven't had a chance to check out her uh, her TikTok or her Instagram, her name that she goes by is Razzle Can. Law enforcement says it was able to seize ninety four thousand bitcoins um, that were left in the wallet. Uh, and it's unclear what's going to happen to those funds, but it's going to be really fascinating if that's returned to Bitfinex or the initial users that um, you know had their Bitcoin stolen. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how this plays out because if you haven't looked into this story, go and Google it and have a look at her and her Crocodile of Wall Street rapping that she does because it's 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 like a train wreck. It will definitely be a Netflix movie at some point. It's it's quite a funny story, but. So this is possibly the largest financial seizure ever, which is huge. So, yeah, 100% this has Netflix movie written all over it. We'll take a quick break here and be right back in a moment with some more news from the cryptosphere. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to the Crypto Curious, and we're talking all things news over the last month. It was a few weeks ago now, so hopefully you forgive us on this one, but we can't not mention the fact that there were three rather high-profile crypto ads that featured in this year's Super Bowl halftime event. So let's chat about a few of those ads. The first one was Crypto.com, who have been splashing a lot of money out there, and they used high-profile basketball player LeBron in their ad, which got a lot of traction via social Social media. Second advert was from Exchange FTX. Now they use Larry David in their ad, and this one was probably my favourite out of the three. Larry David is hilarious, and again, um, high-profile American comedian. Again, lots of um, lots of talk on the Twitter sphere about this one. Third one was Coinbase. This one got a lot of chatter, but maybe for the wrong reasons, guys. This one was the one that um, crashed their site. Um, I know that we all jumped onto Messenger and was speaking about this one at the time and both of you were in the US and I'm here in Australia, but Craig, I think you were actually watching the Super Bowl and you mentioned that you were in a, a bar at the time. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that ad? So this ad is just, do you remember those old DVD waiting room screens, how it goes from corner to corner? It was like that with just some basic elevator music with a QR code. That was the, that was the ad. I don't know if it was 15 or 30 seconds, I don't remember, but... I was in this bar in New York City watching the Super Bowl and it was like I looked at, across the bar and literally four or five people like looked up and, and was like, what's going on? The TV's broken. Then I watched maybe <clears throat> another three or four from, you know, the six that stood up actually get their phone out and 
you know, scan it. And I was with a friend at the time and he goes, oh, it's Coinbase. I was like, you're kidding. I was like, that is genius. I could, I could not believe it. I mean, to take that risk and it paying off their website crashing, they probably should have been ready, but what a good problem to have when your website crashes. And Blake, what did you think on that one? Yeah, I thought the ads were really great watching them. Um, but what was more interesting to me anyway was looking at some analysis from um, the dot-com bubble. Um, and just before the dot-com bubble burst, there was 14 ads for tech companies during the Super Bowl oh. that year. And there was so much money in the market and so much hype in the market. It ended up becoming, you know, retrospectively, you know, an indicator for a market that was you know, overvalued and about to crash. So so we only had three crypto ads. So what you're saying is we're, no, we're not... <laughs> Yeah, dot com bubble levels. Yeah, we're, that's exactly right. So we're not at dot com bubble levels yet. There's not enough. There's you know, it just is a representation of how much hype and how much money is in the crypto sphere, and it just doesn't compare to what was happening back then. And funny saying, Tracy, history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. So maybe in a few years, when there's twenty crypto ads, maybe you should take some profit. <laughs> interesting, interesting. There's only three. There you go. Okay, it's it's good to know. For our next story, we're going to head over to Warren Buffett and his bestie, Munga. So Warren Buffett seems to be finally warming up to crypto. He dumped over $3 billion in stock of Visa and MasterCard, both staples in his portfolio, and what he's done is invest over a billion in a Bitcoin-friendly bank, New Bank. Now, this is the largest fintech bank in Brazil. However, his investment partner, Charlie Munger, is still not a big fan. And these are some statements that he's been saying. I wish it had been banned immediately and I admire the Chinese for banning it. He said, I certainly didn't invest in crypto and I'm proud of the fact that I have avoided it. It's like a venereal disease or something. I just regard it as being beneath contempt. So, yes, this 98-year-old billionaire has been a long-time critic of Bitcoin, famously calling it rat poison. So there you go. Charlie's not a big fan, but Warren is warming up to it, guys. Yeah, that's really interesting because I know Visa and MasterCard are looking at you know, integrating blockchain solutions and you know, potentially easy, even using crypto for settlements um, on their networks. Um, so, yeah, it'd be really interesting to know what Buffett sees in um, Nubank, but no doubt, you know, they've captured a massive market and either way, um, you know, it's potentially a great investment opportunity. Well, this, would ha this is how it normally starts, Tracy. You get your first Bitcoin and then two years' time, you're day trading Solana small caps on decentralized exchanges. So I think Warren Buffett's going to be buying Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs in the next year is my prediction. Yeah, well, prediction. I think in two years' time, poor old Charlie will be 100 and he may have one foot in the grave. So, look, I think with both of them, they see the news coming out. Like, you know, another another bit of news in the last few weeks, Apple, you know, is enabling crypto payments via, you know, their, their Apple Pay by the end of the year. eBay is, you know, going to add, add crypto payments also by the end of the year. So these, these guys have been around for a long time. Take note of these things. So it just makes sense. So... The old guy's slowly warming up to crypto there. One more little bit of news before we finish up. Eth is now playing on Twitter. 
Twitter has expanded its tipping options to let creators add their Ethereum address. Now, Bitcoin tips were already enabled on Twitter via the Lightning Network, but the addition of Ethereum is just another sign that Twitter is leading the way amongst the tech giants in crypto. So go Ethereum. What do we think of this one, guys? I think this is really cool because it starts off with tipping, but who knows you know, who knows where it can end up? Like, you know, with people that contribute to DAOs, like, could they be just using the tipping as a payment mechanism for DAOs? Yeah, micropayments are certainly, you know, have lots of use cases across the internet. And when you have the tech giants like Twitter leading the way, it just, you know, helps the others, you know, other smaller companies see the vision of the technology. What is it? I don't know if you guys know the answer to this, but if I tip Tracy $5 on Twitter, am I paying gas fees? How's that work? That's a good point. That's a good point. It's probably worth checking. Are we paying 80 bucks in gas fee to tip Tracy $5? We don't, we don't talk about gas fees here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and let's leave it there for today. We'll be back with this episode again, so email us any stories that you come across. We'd love to hear what you think is newsworthy. And we want to know what you want to know about crypto, so please send us an email at podcast at getbamboo.io and follow us on social media. All those details are in the show notes below. And don't forget to rate and review us in your podcast app. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Bye. See you guys. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In a spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.